Hello, Davis. Hello. Nice Hello, to see Tom. You. Good, nice good to, to talk to you. you. Nice to see okay. you. I can I can't see you, even though you can't see me. Dude, I can some... see me, and I can't see you. So that's <laughs> that's I don't... that's scary. I, you know, I, I have that problem in the morning. <laughs> Stand in front of the mirror and say, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Anyway, um, so <laughs> I'm glad you're coming to town. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I know you, you, you went to, you went to Reed, right? Yes, 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 yes. Portland is my old stomping grounds. It was uh, Portland, Oregon, was a very different place from 1985 to 1990. It's uh, it's gotten all chichi and fancy now. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't think anyone's paying $150 rent anymore. $150 a day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not even that. No, $150 uh, an hour. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, enough of that Portland stuff. But anyway, uh, um, what did you study when you were here? I was an English major. Yeah? I was an English major, yeah. and I kind of proceeded around the age of 17. I started proceeding to teach myself how to play. Uh -huh. So. So I say, you know, like I started to teach myself how to play at 17, and it's obvious that uh, 33 years down the line, I've failed to apply myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was teaching. There was a, there's a, there was a room called Prexy, and it had a bunch of old pianos and no sound insulation or anything, just like it's uh -huh. someone's house with a different piano in every room. So that's how I learned how to be really loud. And uh, if you might, you might remember if you remember the jazz scene from Portland back in the day, a piano player named Eddie Weed. And, no, um, I, I didn't get here till '97. Ah, uh, okay. So Eddie yeah. Weed, who, who so, so the, for the for the Portland people who are listening out there, that was Eddie Weed, who, if I remember, used to play with Mel Brown. I think Mel is yeah. still playing, still great. Wow. You know, he was a Motown drummer. Oh, for, oh, no kidding. Yeah, he played with the Temptations and people like that way back, way way back. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, he is like he is he is the he's, he's the eminence here. He's just you know he's a he's a, he's an icon. He's just one of those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so um, and you you taught yourself to play keyboards. I taught myself how to play piano at the age of seventeen and oh. kind of haven't looked back. How did you do that? Um, you know, just uh, old old records and and you know I had lessons from some people. Some people you might have heard about John Cleary. I took lessons from sure. him when I was sure. when I was young, and also uh -huh. Tom McDermott. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a piano player named. Um, oh, so you use the f word. So we're we're like. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> the anecdote yeah. is um this guy Ed Frank, really awesome piano player. He played on um mm -hmm. Shirley and Lee's Let the Good Times Roll uh -huh. and. and and a bunch of things like that. Uh, yeah. uh, and he had a stroke, so he could only play with one hand. He was playing with his right hand and, and, and not his left hand. Yeah. But I remember the things he told me. One, he was like, he was like, why get your pinky sticking up in the air like you're fixing to stick it up somebody's asshole? <laughs> Put it on the mat. The other thing he said was, he was like, he was like, Davis, man, you don't want to learn how to play no jazz. Oh, here's what it was. <laughs> I, got, I graduated from Reed, and I was came back to New Orleans, and I was in a band with a trumpet player, Kermit Ruffins. Uh -huh. And I was... Ruffin's uh, keyboard player, I think mostly because I had a car, and uh, <laughs> and um, and then he gets signed to a record label, and I'm replaced by Ellis Marcellus, which is good. And yeah, uh, yeah. I um, go to uh, go to uh, uh, Ed Frank for some lessons, and <clears throat> in addition to the nine, put it on the nine thing, he was also like, he was like, Davis, you don't want to learn how to play no jazz. He said, get yourself a bag <laughs> of weed from the Professor Longhair Records and go home and teach yourself. And I did. Uh huh. <laughs> Did you do any radio at Reed? Yes, yes. Um, so at uh, famous radio station. Yes, uh, KRRC. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, so when I was in, um, uh, like 
eight or nine years old, I'd saved up enough money from um, babysitting to buy one of those Radio Shack realistic FM with yeah, a, yeah. that thing. Yeah. And I was I was sort of in the in the broadcast purview of, of WTUL in New uh-huh. Orleans. Yeah. Probably like 10 watts or something. Punk the <laughs> antenna out the back. And I get p- press play and record, get on my bike, run down the street, like, put me on the radio, put me on the radio, put me on the radio. So I started off reading public service announcements about VD when I was like nine, 10 years old. And then um, Dr. Worked... Deme- that was Dr. Demento's station at Reed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very handsome. Yeah. I've uh, had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of yeah. times. Really yeah. sweet guy. And not funny at all, unless he was on the radio. Just yeah. not funny. Not, not a funny guy. You, you expect, you expect, you know, when you meet some of these guys, you know, like interviewing a comedian, mm. you know, and, and well, I mean, some people are some people are always on. Yeah, and some people have their show. Right, thing. right. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, as a matter of fact, I did a TV story on him, uh, and it was they had just moved everything out of the old radio station, except oh, the, the walls are still decorated with oh with, the old with dorm shit. block. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but so I, I, I got to talk to him in actually in that radio station, but mm. as a ruin, as like Hitler's bunker or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I don't know where they've moved the station. It's a, I keep, don't know. So did you did, did did you did you you did work at that station? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I was on I was on WTL. So my senior uh-huh. year at, at 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 in high school, I had a show on WTL. Uh huh. The 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. slot or something like that. Yeah. And uh, because I had some radio experience, I was right on KRRC, and so I did. Yeah. So four years, like a like a year at WTL, four years at KRRC, and mm-hmm. then when I got back to New Orleans, I was uh, uh, DJing for uh, WWOZ yeah. for yeah. about 13, 14 years or something like that. Yes, that's where you got famous. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um. I, I know it's you know it's been a while since since Treme has been around. Of course, it's still it's still available on on demand and and all yeah, that. You can you can you can stream it, and yeah, I won't yeah. any money. But <laughs> you can stream it. Yeah, that's that was like I remember this was like 2007 when we were first about to go to work on this whole thing, and then there was that writer's strike, and so everyone's like pens down, pencils down, no one's writing yeah. anything. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> what happened with the Writers Guild is they they gave away. They gave away all their their residuals from stream, this newfangled streaming thing. Like, who oh, cares? Geez. They gave it all away for 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 their medical pension. So, you oh, know, no. Maybe there's some there's some broke writers who are getting their teeth fixed. That's, that's great. But, oh man, that's terrible. Well, yeah. So that was uh, writers. You know, what can I say? Yeah. You know, yeah. Tremaine's been uh, Tremaine aired. What was it? Ten, nine to thirteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. An amazing experience. An amazing experience. I, I uh, you know, I mean, uh, people are like, what's your next thing you're going to do on TV? And it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, how many people, you know, like do a TV show where you're like one of the purposes is based on you and it's sort of your life story. I, I, right, right. Went for the next one. But uh, <laughs> that was that was that was a quite a, quite an amazing experience, really. I, was there anything about your the portrayal in there that you didn't like? Yeah. Because it was fictional, or because it was too close? No, 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 no. no. It, was because, it was because the the, char- the guy who was playing me was really yeah. lazy and decided that he didn't want to learn how to play piano, so they oh. kind of had to write the character as someone who couldn't play piano at all. I see. Like, yeah. I can I can make jokes about how I'm an adequate piano player, ha 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 ha. But yeah. actually, yeah. 
pretty good. But but he was like, I don't want to learn that. So they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have him be a shitty piano player. And now everyone's like, you know, like that character is like is a crappy piano player. I'm like, well, I, mean, I, I, can, I can play. <laughs> well, um, so uh, how, how close was the um... – the the uh, famous, of course, as as somebody who works at a station somewhat mm. oh, like WWZ. Oh, you see, I got fired. The real story, yeah, uh, is that um, I was I'd been there for about thirteen or fourteen years, and I wasn't advancing, and I got kind of bored. And the New Orleans music show was like, and so it was like, there's these admittedly great twelve records, you know, like that's not no, yes, love it, the meters, I love it, but you're like. Over and over and yes. over and over. So, so I've gotten really interested in bounce music, and I had some friends uh -huh. of mine. Like I'm, I'm, you know, Cheeky Black is a buddy of mine, and the guys in UNLV and uh -huh. Joe Black and you know Manny Fresh and these people. So I started playing bounce records, and all these old people were calling like, "You're playing these bounce records." <laughs> and and uh, so the the, the, um, the program director told me he was like, "If you do, if you play any more of that bounce music, we're gonna fire you." So I did a special <laughs> on bounce. Of course. And went out in flames, and then so that was fun because then so then when the character the, the 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 character we got to sit around the writers' room and each season find a different reason for Davis to get fired. <laughs> so I did not sacrifice a chicken on the radio. That's good. It's good to know. Yeah. But uh, oh, the, yeah, the Davis character is going to get is going to get fired, and and then it's like um you can go on, like the WWOZ board meeting minutes, and they're all like concerned about this. <laughs> Well, you know, that's, you know, that's the one thing they don't teach you in broadcasting school is how to get fired. What do you do when no. you get fired? I've been fired so many times. You've got to, it's, it's, <laughs> well, let me tell you, the thing is, so like, so like that, that, that first record I sent you, um, uh, the ones yeah. in Future DJ, uh -huh. that's like, like I got fired from that. And then all of a sudden, like all these rappers like, yeah, man, let's work together. You know, so I got <laughs> black guested on my record. That wouldn't have happened. You know. So um, I, I've played a track from uh, Davis Ex Machina. I yes. played the No Blues on my radio show last night. Yes. And uh, uh, that was fun. I'm sure. No. What? Oh, you, I was saying you got complaints, I'm sure. But... No, I actually didn't get complaints because it was my birthday. All and right. All, and and all, all people wanted to do was call me up and wish me happy birthday. Well, happy birthday. Because I played it so, I laid it on so thick. <laughs> That it was my birthday, just so that people would call me for Christ's sake, call me up and to wish me happy birthdays because nobody else is. So, anyway, so, <laughs> so I had fun. Um, I was going to play, and I didn't do this. I, and I thought of you. I really did think of you about. I was going to come out of your tune, which, by the way, I'll, I'll put at the end of this uh, this 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 piece okay. here, um, so people can hear it. Uh, uh, I I had my. One of my favorite comedians of all time was a guy named Al Kelly, who was okay. a double talk expert. Okay. And he was the greatest double talk. He was better than, than uh, Norm Crosby, better than, uh, what the hell was that name of that guy? Um, Professor Irwin Corey. This guy was the greatest double talk expert on earth. And I have this this piece of, piece of audio of, of a guy interviewing him playing Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus doing double talk. It's okay, really, it's hilarious. One of the funniest things, and I really was going to follow your your tune with it, just because I thought it would be in the spirit of probably what you would do, you right. know. But I, I chickened out. 
Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to back up for a second. What is double talk here? When a guy says something, he, it, that's nonsense, but it sounds like English. Oh, like yeah. the disdain pedal on the piano, or like Dr. Dr. Yeah. Dr. John. Well, kind of, except Dr. John, uh, yes, 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 but even less sense. Talking like <laughs> Matt. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, but I was going to do that in, in the spirit of, 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 uh, of anarchy on the radio, but I didn't do it. I followed it with uh, Henry Butler. <laughs> oh, man, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Such a sweet guy. Such a sweet guy. That's what everybody says. So you, you're coming to the old church. Um, yes. Have you ever been real there? Piano. Real piano. I'm looking forward yeah. to playing a real piano. Really? Have you ever been there? No. Uh, no. I heard there's um, – so the music supervisor from Treme has a friend who does some music supervising stuff in L.A. and works with Randy New and blah, blah, blah. And he was uh -huh. telling me about the old church. I was like, oh, they're never going to hire me. And then – now, did you know Amanda Stark when she lived in New Orleans? She she what? runs the place. Oh, really? No, I didn't know she lived in New Orleans, though. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've, I have not met Amanda. We've been on email chains. I'm ah. looking forward to meeting Amanda. Yeah. And by the way, the guy who does the radio show before mine is Scotty McGee, who's known as D I know. DJ Cookie Parker here. I mean, he's known Chinese as... Chinese world. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. He told me last night that he used to play with you a little bit and he ran sound for you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in the late 90s, I had a band called All That, and there were about 130 members uh -huh. coming through, uh -huh. through ensemble. So. But I, I thought that maybe you knew Amanda because she just, a couple of weeks ago, she booked Michigan. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I love Michigan. Yeah. Michigan and I, to take way back about, oh, God, how long ago was this? 15, 20 years ago. We did a, um, we did a version of Tommy. Really? <laughs> of Who's Tommy with uh with Matt Perrine, Debbie uh -huh. Davis, uh -huh. Alex McMurray, Carlo Nuccio, uh -huh. Kevin uh -huh. O'Day, and um Michigan. We had Michigan play Tommy, and so when Tommy goes from being deaf, dumb, and blind to <laughs> speaking and hearing, she also becomes a woman. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. good. So anyway, so are you, uh, how many how many pieces are you going to have with this? Is it just you, or is it uh... oh, just, just me? It's, it's wow. the nice thing. Here's the nice thing about playing solo piano is at the end of the night, you split up the money one way. <laughs> right. Math works right. great. Right, right, right. So um, uh, will be will there be things from the new album? What do you what do you, what do you, yeah. do you know? Do you, I mean, how free, well, how, free how free form is it? Um, I will tell you there's I have two sets. Yeah. So uh, and then I have sort of like stories and jokes and anecdotes and setup. I mean, it's kind of it's a, it's a comedy act in a way, really. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, I could have done stand up because I'm sitting down behind a piano. <laughs> so uh, some stories, some tales. But seeing as I'm going, uh, soon as I'm going like two seventy fives or something like that, then I'm going to be playing um, stuff from albums one, two, and three of the of the Davis material, uh -huh. uh, and then a lot of you know classic New Orleans rhythm and blues that I love. So you know if you're hip to Professor Longhair or or you know James Booker or or Smiley Lewis who was a guitar player, but I just love Smiley Lewis tunes. Of and, course, uh, you know so yeah. um some some a lot of some Smiley Lewis, some Ernie Cato, some Jesse Hill, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, some Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns. You nice. know I just you know nice. I love I love so what I say is it's sort of like 
what my music is when you're trying to describe it in one word or a short ish sentence is, uh, it's classic New Orleans rhythm and blues mm-hmm. with a unique lyrical twist. So that's my stuff. Ah, but then, ah, cause I mean, ah. I'm like, I, I grew up on playing all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I mean, I also love all of that stuff. So it'll be a, it'll be a walk down memory lane for lovers of classic New Orleans rhythm and blues. Mm-hmm. And then some of my original material of which I'm very proud. Well, you should be. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that no blues. That no blues song that that kind of came to me. Those that was that was a good one. That and you and me. I kind of wrote because I got I got married. And my wife was sort of like, "You got all these songs about women that broke your heart." Eh, nothing. <laughs> There's some songs back. Yeah, that's 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 it's good. Uh, uh, sometimes it isn't so good. I, I was I I had a a, a long time girlfriend who was a poet. Ah. That's not a good. That can be not good because they will always write about you. And if they're a good poet, they'll be truthful. Ah, you don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want that. You know, yeah. it's not good. I, mean, I remember she wrote one, um, and it was just this most beautiful, great, you know, sexy thing about how, you know, how, how, how I fucked her and all this stuff. And at the end, she says, she ends the poem by saying, but half the time your ass is missing. <laughs> she was right, you see. But... <laughs> It, you know, then you're then you're memorialized as being being an asshole, you know. <laughs> Not like you in in Treme. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like I'm saying, you know, like that's the thing, the thing about my my every day is that. So there's a song if you go to um the record the real Davis. There's a song called My Every Day where I'm kind of actually delineating what did and didn't happen in the show and. and <laughs> And also, I'd like to tell you, any viewers out there who want to check it out, that's um, at uh, www.davisrogan.com, and you okay. can uh, check out a couple of my tunes. So, yeah, my my every day. It's a song, <clears throat> we'll, you know, because uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we'll have all the information on the page. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Computers. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. I hope you have a great a great crowd, and and I'm oh. happy to talk to you. And uh, you know, uh, I'll probably be there most likely, unless something unless I get hit by a bus, which is always yeah. possible. Okay. <laughs> always no, possible. Don't, don't, don't 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 roll and bard on us. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right, man. Have a great tour. Have a great gig tonight. And then, yeah, yeah. So tonight, yeah, I'm really, I'm very happy with my band. I've got a Chicago band, and where I've called them the Haymarket Riders. So I've got like a bass player and a drummer <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a, and a trumpet player here in Chicago. I've got, I do have a backup band in Portland. I'm just not using them for this one particular thing. But oh. um, who, <laughs> who, who, who's in it? Well, it would. This would be um, the piano player from Tom Memphis, Mike Danner. Uh-huh. So it was, it's it's the the times I've played in Portland with a Portland backup band, it's been Mike Danner and whoever he puts together, and gotcha. almost went to Houston one time, but then that didn't happen. Yeah. But um, but you know, yeah, tell Red J said hi, and and I still remember seeing him with okay. playing with Charmaine Neville at Benny's Bar on well, Monday nights. All right. In the late eighties. All right. Yeah, we got a lot of you know we, we, there's a Mardi Gras crew here now. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Mis- the Misty crew of Nimbus is started by a couple of people from um um. Lafayette or somewhere down there, you know. Steve Karen. Steve Karen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He right. yeah, was yeah. also a really great piano player. I played at a place I think called Al's Den Crystal Ballroom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The and Crystal Steve Hotel. Karen, he loaned me a piano. Huh. And um, his nickname now for life is Squeaky G because his piano had a G. Was like, ba da da da. Yes. He's, 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 Steve Karen is Squeaky G. 
<laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you, Davis. Appreciate it. Hey, Tom, pleasure talking to you. Uh, I hope everybody, hello, Portland. I, I Please come make it out. It's going to be a really great show. You'll laugh. You'll cry. I think it's like 15 bucks. It's not <laughs> so that much yeah. money. Come on. Come uh, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. All right. Good. used to write songs about being angry used to write songs about being mad wrote a whole bunch of songs about being pissed off at the world and then I had a few tunes about being sad but then you came along I'm not writing those sad songs and I'm just not singing the blues They used to write songs about heartache They used to write songs about a heart in pain Never had to look too far to find material Yeah, just find another woman and do the same thing again In the past, where I'd have undone all those nice words with some sly, snide cut to the deal. But now I'm here, being sincere, not saying the right thing, being real. Songs about politics and how the other side was making me mad as hell and I was really incensed about injustice and oppression I was pretty chagrined by stupidity as well now I want to love you baby all I can don't need to go bitching about the man and I'm just not saying the blues 